This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. Hi! I missed you. Hey, it's been a while. (laughs) Just been wandering the world. It's fine. Yeah, that's what I usually do, but, you know, I'm taking a little break. I'm not actually. I'm getting ready to travel more, which is insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, you travel a lot. I do. And um, it's hard because I'm trying really hard to be a homebody, but stuff keeps happening that I like have to deal with, whether it's I work think you want to or... be a homebody, but you also don't like being a homebody. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that whole Gemini moon thing. It's a mess. It's it's always a mess, <laughs> like nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just saw you were hanging out in Ocala, doing horse girl things. Yeah, I volunteered at uh, Majestic Oaks schooling horse trials on Saturday, and it's so chaotic. I took one quick video as I was like running back to the check-in to get the first horse out because I had to go down and, you know, see which sounds all the judges use to ring the person in, you know, yeah, 45 seconds after the bell, whatever. When there's four rings running at once, oh my God, uh, everybody has a different bell. And so I like made a note in my phone so I could write it on the board and they'd say, what's my sound? And I'd be like, here's an electric buzzer thing. What's it sound like? Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's Did just they like, really make you do it? Like, well, I didn't it. really know how to describe it. No one really knows what it is. <laughs> so it's uh, like just weird electric buzzer whistle noise. Did you get that on video? Because I'd pay for that. No, that's the thing. You're so busy. There's not even time. There's not time to look at your phone. There's not time to take a picture or two. There's not time to... You watch like a circle of a test and then someone is asking you a question or there's a horse breathing down your neck and you whirl around like, Oh my God. <laughs> Sounds fun though. It's crazy fun. Like it's addictive. Like you want to be done so bad. And then that night I'm sitting on the couch, like wonder if there's any events coming up, scrolling through the volunteering app. Luckily, most of them are still in South Carolina right now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's some stuff and trying coming up mm-hmm. and everything like that. I know. Yeah. A few people who are going to compete down there, which is great, but also, yeah, good for you. <laughs> I will not, I, you know, it's funny because it's been years in like a couple weeks ago. It was the first time I took photos for years. I used to take photos of all these sports events, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. It's great to be the photographer because I just sit on the sidelines and I catch moments, right? So you're running just to get the shot, but that's really all the pressure there is. And so I can't imagine the pressure of like actually volunteering at these events or riding in them, much less. Uh, I think it's way worse riding in them. I think so. But it, you know, because when you're, when you're, when you're a, a volunteering, um, people will sort of assign a kind of status to you that you don't really feel because you just kind of showed up and you're following directions. Um, 
But then after the fact, you go, oh, I like helped run a horse show today. Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy because in the moment, you're just you're just running. <laughs> right. You're not like I'm running something. You're just running physically. And um, and so it's cool to come off of that and be like, hey, I helped run a horse show today. That's pretty rad. Like, good for me. And they had double the turnout they anticipated. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know what this winter is going to be like in Florida. Um, but they got... Uh, they literally, like a couple days before, you know, right when they're at the closing date and they're setting up ride times, they got 100% again of what was already entered. Wow. Mm. That's actually, I mean, that's great for the horse shows. Yeah. And, I, you know, people really respond to this property in particular. The people that run it are amazing and the property's lovely. And I think word's really out, like go here, schooling, recognized, doesn't matter. This is a great place to be. Yes. So, you know, just a, just a, just a pleasant environment altogether. (laughs) I apologize for the barking you might hear in the background. I Ah. told my kids who are home to put them away and they didn't. So people are going to get real background stuff now. That's good. I think everybody prefers that. Yeah. I'm nothing if not authentic, but Mm -hmm. I imagine while you were there, you got some great fodder for upcoming books. Like you get the behind the scenes stuff that you can really put in and make your books even more authentic than usual. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just, you see little things and they're just like an interesting way somebody might sit, you know, like you watch a pro go by and, and look at the way they carry themselves and you go, Hmm, I wonder how much that hurts. (laughs) you know (laughs) Um, things writers ask themselves yeah like how how many times did they break that and (laughs) how stiff is it right now first thing in the morning that's what she said (laughs) (laughs) sorry my brain always goes in the bad place I guess so no it's cool I am yeah it's interesting I am entering my fallow period creatively (laughs) so I didn't come back with any great ideas or anything but it's all stored away but my brain is starting to switch off for the season Uh, Mm ah so I'm I'm in the opposite I'm in the opposite because I'm the backdoor horses is like almost done like it's going to be ready for equine affair I'm super excited about it Ah. Um, (laughs) and as I'm finishing you know like finishing all and putting all the pieces of it together all I'm thinking of is like, I can't wait to get started on the next one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a steep, dark hole because I'm, I guess I've embraced my inner Natalie. Uh-huh. Um, because do you want to hear a story? <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> um, I'm just going to fix my microphone. I'm, I'm going to get you ready for a very sexy story. Um, so went to Iceland, right? And before... I actually went outside of Reykjavik. I was at the hotel and I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm on vacation right now. Before the event starts, I'm going to get a massage. And you know, I like to tell stories. So I'm going to just give you some background here. So I go downstairs. I was a few minutes early. And so my friend I was with got into the, the, the pool, the hot tub to soak. And this very large, very nice looking man, um, comes out of a back room and he says in this very thick Icelandic accent, who's ready for me? 
And all my lady parts dropped. Um, and I look at Kathy and she's behind him in the pool. And she shoots me this glance. Like I was like, oh my God. Right. Because he's wearing, he knew what he was doing. Okay. <laughs> Gray sweatpants. A black, very form-fitting t-shirt. He was built like a brick shithouse. Not normally my type, okay? <laughs> this guy was heavily muscled. He was large, Icelandic man. Mm. Black crew cut. Like, he was sex on a stick. <laughs> and all I'm thinking about was like, oh my God, it's Europe. I'm so glad that I went full naked under this robe, right? <laughs> right? Like, it's at home. I wear underwear when I get a massage. And I was like, something told me not to. <laughs> and I did not cheat on my husband, okay? He was very professional. But while I was on the table and his hands were doing magic to my body, I thought of an entire book series oh my gosh. to follow my Green Mountain romance. And it's called The Fire and Ice Romance Series. And he will be the inspiration for my lead male. Oh, boy. This sounds cheeky. <laughs> I'm inspired. <laughs> that sounds really intense. It's not going to be spicy. Like, I'm going to keep it clean. But there might be some, like, you know, little behind-the-scenes novella-type Things that go on as addendums, like, you know, sneak peeks things just for followers or readers. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, know, just a little something special. <laughs> a little open the door and slam the door shut again. Mm. You can get very saucy in a, and I, that's why I don't use the clean and wholesome uh, uh, genre for mm -hmm. my books because um, I don't have on-page sex, but they are slowly getting... Uh, more saucy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I like feel saucy. More inspired. Yeah, you can do you can do a lot without without showing the penis. So to speak. well, I think sometimes the inference it makes is. things sexier because then people it's like a mad lib. People can fill in the gaps mm -hmm. with their own imagination, and sometimes that's better. Yeah, I think usually that's better, but that's just my personal taste. Some people yeah. want it all out on the page. It might be the way, you know, different people's imaginations work differently. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes some people have a running narrative and then some amazing people don't have a running narrative in their brain. And some people don't picture things the same way. Right. And so I think that probably has something to do with it. I have yeah. all the and pictures. And there's a time and place. There's a time and place. You know, I've, I've, I'm a big fan of steamy and, you know, I've read erotica, you know, and there's a time and a place. That's not my day-to-day reading that's like a, every once in a while if I'm feeling spicy you know what I mean <laughs> um but yeah I prefer more of like that slow burn kind of that like flirtatious mm -hmm. that like in, like layering of intensity that like, those things grow you know like I love that that's that's what I wish I had 20 years in married you know I don't have that anymore <laughs> right right I know exactly what you mean <laughs> the flirtation and the yes. and the butterflies and the sick feeling and all of that That's all of that special. wonderful you good that. stuff mm -hmm. exactly and so I it's funny because I walked out of there and I made sure to let everybody know like everything was professional but I was like oh my god you know this guy you guys have to book a, an appointment with this guy um and they were like we need to think of a name for your character and I was like I just popped open Google. I'm like, best names for Icelandic man. And we were kind of coming through here. And, and we ended up settling on one that I think was very fitting. Um, again, book's not written. But I've got a, an idea of, like, the plot-wise where I want to go with it. And I'm going to 
draw someone from my Green Mountain romance series into that romance series to have a little, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, his name's going to be Bjorn and uh, it means bear. And he just struck me as like this big bear of a man. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Again, just uh, inspiration strikes everywhere. Man, naked on the table. Oh, it was good. I was Something very happy to right. be naked on the table. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my mind was going. He was professional, mm-hmm. but I was not. <laughs> <laughs> I kept my hands to myself, but my brain, on the other hand, was a very different story. So You know, a lot can happen when you go on a girl's trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. And yeah, so, you just, uh, yeah, things yeah. Yeah. Get excited. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to reliving that in my man- imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. What's your favorite souvenir? Well, it's mental. <laughs> <laughs> I go there sometimes <laughs> when I'm alone. Exactly. <laughs> <We're> not alone. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, now people are going to know when I drift off in a space at like an event and people are talking to me. No, I'm not just disassociating. I'm thinking about this moment. <laughs> I'm going to remember that. Exactly. Well, because, you know, I mean, (laughs) not for nothing, right? You know, I'm in my 40s. (laughs) I don't get flirted with very often anymore. And sometimes you wonder if you still got it, you know? You know, having been with you at at events, um, I think the reason why you don't get flirted with very often is not, it's not because people don't want to flirt with you. It's because in our 40s, most of us are married already. Because mm. there are a lot of men who want to flirt with you very badly. <laughs> that they're with their wives. I have, oh. I have seen it. I have heard it. <laughs> well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I was like, oh, I remember those days when men used to buy me drinks. You know? <laughs> or like, they just like... And then, of course, I forget about the times I was mean to them. You know what I mean? Like, I just want someone to to try. I don't really want to talk to them. (laughs) It's the thing where you go into a sports bar for 10 minutes, get head on constantly and go, oh, I forgot. This is the worst. Wear a jersey, like wear a football jersey in a sports Mm -hmm. bar. And then suddenly you'll be everyone's favorite woman. Yeah, but they'll only buy you cheap drinks. That's true. Like, no one wants a pitcher of beer. Thank you. No, no, I'm going to need a top shelf old fashioned from you. Thanks. <laughs> and then clearly we won't be their demographic. So <laughs> we'll have outed ourselves. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, you know, it, so it's, it's been nice. So it's funny where inspiration comes. I was like, oh, and you had said this to me, like, be careful because fiction gets really addictive. And I've already plotted out you know, the rest of the series, which will be a trilogy, and then the different characters will have their own stories, you know. And then now this other, I was like, oh my God, she was right. Damn it. This is how, now I can't make fun of you. I mean, maybe <laughs> I can make fun of you because I don't think I'll be chewing out like seven books a year like you do, but I well, can see where you would fall time. down that slope. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you give yourself, you know, five or six years and... <laughs> All of a sudden, now, you know, what I, I would love to back off from that, believe me, but um, there's a lot to get out. So I just, you know keep what? Pushing. That's, that's kind of what it was. And that's why I've kind of been holed up in over the last couple of days. I, the characters will not stop yelling at me. Like, <laughs> I have to literally get it out on the page. I will wake up in the middle of the night to write down a scene because I don't want to forget it. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, you're at a super fruitful period. So just mm-hmm. just go with just it. go with that. I'm in the opposite right now for sure. So good for you. <laughs> well, you and I are always at the opposite. You know, really I feel are. like that's why we that's when we do our best. Yeah, that's why for people who are like, why do we come up with concepts for the podcast and not follow through on them? It's because of <laughs> that. It's because we're great at coming up with ideas, but neither of us is ever in a productive state at the same time. That is true. <laughs> we're lucky we get anything out to the public, really. It's true. I don't think people would believe like we literally don't have time to talk in between <laughs> recording. I know. I texted you no and I was like, we should catch up because... I definitely, I got back and I went dark. Like I went full dark for Mm -hmm. two weeks. And did I have time? Um, Yes, I could have reached out. I was thinking about you. I was following your social media and everything like that. But mentally, I was like in this post-trip, like let's wrap things up. And then the book kind of took over a life of its own. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, and then I missed you. Yeah, yeah. You just got to go with it when the, when the, subconscious wants that oh it's so good to just flow 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 i know and i love that you don't take it personally when i disappear just like vice versa mm-hmm. yep <laughs> we have a beautiful two hermits in a pod <laughs> <laughs> i love it it's if so we cool. were monks we would get together every two weeks for dinner even though we lived in the same monastery just be on opposite sides that's kind of how Corey and i live <laughs> we get together for lunch we have lunch together and then do our own thing, and then we get together for dinner and drinks. <laughs> Happy hour, right? Yeah, yeah. We both work from home. We're both in the same space all the time, but you know, we just have our own stuff going on. It's good. Oh yeah, and I think that's healthy. I mean, even Jason. So like, we're two ships passing in the night. So the kids are off from school today. Um, I am here until two, and then I have to run out and see clients. And so I've been working, you know, finishing things. And then he's at his office until two. And then he'll come home and he'll work from here while I run out. And then at some point we'll meet up and maybe watch like an hour of Big Brother or something like that. (laughs) And like that'll be our quality time Uh before I dip out and like start writing again because I can't stop. Mm -hmm. So it drives him crazy. But it's better than trying to sit on the couch with everything going on and trying to finish things because then I just get annoyed at everybody and it's fruitless. Yeah, and when the products start appearing, people will start understanding, you know, you're not just killing time by yourself or something, like, this is this is a production process. Oh, it's yeah, really absolutely. Cool. I'm so glad you're on the fiction train. I have such a good feeling about this. Thank you. I do, too, actually. My beta readers so far have been very... Um, I don't want to even say forgiving, because I was, like, really nervous. You know, you saw, like, the very rough first kind of you know, f- few chapters. Yeah. Um, I, I always get nervous before I start something new. And like, this is a big change from what I'm used to. And so, um, but even when I submitted the the autobiography to Trafalgar, I was mm-hmm. like, oh God, what do they think? You know, I always have that moment of, oh God, does somebody get to hate it? But the beta readers so far have been giving me really good feedback. That mm-hmm. is better than I'd actually hoped. So I'm crossing my fingers that this is, you know, well received. <laughs> yeah yeah because coin affair is coming up yeah right because Uh today is the last monday in september and that gives us a week and then the month of october and then a week and then off to a coin affair 
and so you're going to get to live with me for like a few days. I know. I'm so glad I booked our house and yes, we're going to have so much fun. We're going to have so much fun and I can't wait. We're going to go on the Horse Lovers Cruise in February and we're going to be roomies. <laughs> <laughs> that cruise. I don't know what's going to happen on that cruise. Well, I know I'm going to drink a lot of gin and I'm going <laughs> to sit. And I'll just invite people to come to me and be like, come, let us snark. <laughs> yes. You'll have like a little table in the corner. That's kind of my dream. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And people will just come in and out and as they please. And then, and um, yeah, that sounds, that sounds perfect, actually. Yeah. Holding like, court is kind idea. of, that's my sweet spot. Yes. Yeah. Hold court near the bar so you don't have to walk <laughs> far. And then people always end up by the bar. <laughs> yeah yeah and bartenders can be enter- very entertaining too so we can always you know. oh and you have to make friends with the bartenders always yes. it's like the Tip number one rule of anything is mm-hmm. be friends with your servers your bartenders um because they will take care of you as well yeah and they're uniquely suited to that on cruises like cruise if, if people are coming on this cruise and they're not familiar with cruising and they're just like oh it's just a place where everybody stands close together and gets norovirus it's not like that at all it's like a floating hotel with attendants who just want to worship you <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it it literally sounds like my idea of heaven yeah and the beautiful thing is all of my family has gotten covid since i got back from iceland and i am untouched so oh. i might be superhuman <laughs> or that or i'm the carrier either way if you've reached super immunity good for you <laughs> So we'll see. So I'm not even, but I, you know, people are talking about doing these excursions and I'm like, why would we get off the boat? That's when the boat's the best when no one's on it. Yes. Yeah. That's when you can get a great spot at the pool and you can just relax and the bartenders aren't freaking out and it's wonderful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I feel like that's going to be where we shine. Yeah. Our sweet spots. Mm -hmm. Because the days at sea, they're pretty, but everybody's there. Right. And we don't like people too. I mean, <laughs> we like some people, but like in small amounts. But yeah, like moderate, moderate, moderate people. people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Like we like our people. Yeah. And we have a good group. So. Oh my God. Such a good group. I can't I, wait. Yeah. I know a few people coming and I'm psyched for everybody else who's coming and everyone we're going to meet. It's so. going to be a lot of fun. It is. It, you know, a cruise is a funny thing to take horse people on. And I am interested in seeing everyone's like reactions to it by like day four. We were like, I wonder what the horses are doing. Haven't ridden in a while. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> like running around, like twitching a little. <laughs> yeah, it is, a, it's, it is a longer cruise too. So, mm-hmm. you know, people tend to do okay with long weekends. But once you start getting past day five, that's when people's true colors start to come out. That's <laughs> a traveler. <laughs> you know I'm right. That's why that's you're That's when laughing. the pirate takeovers begin. Everybody starts just losing their minds. Mutiny. Mutiny. <laughs> We're leaning over, we're grabbing bottles, we're running. (laughs) (laughs) Just fodder for the next book, I'm Mm -hmm. telling (laughs) you. Yeah, mutiny on the, um, oh, I don't know what the ship is called. The something of the sea. Symphony of the seas. seas. Mutiny on the something on the seas. (laughs) I got uh, engaged on the sovereign of the seas. Did you? I did. It was a, compared to the ships of today, it was a dinghy, but I loved it. It was such a relaxing ship. We used to go on them kind of regularly because we lived... In, we lived in Coco, which is where Port Canaveral is sort of adjacent to. And back then, you could just sort of get a last-minute cruise for like 50 or $60 a night. 
amazing. So we would literally just be like, hey, do you have off this weekend? We should go on a cruise. And we'd go on a three-night cruise out of there. So, uh, yeah. I was you trying to look literally like- the coolest life. You've had the coolest life. I have had a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> but I've definitely had a kind of life that um, where you just grab opportunities where they rise. So, and being raised in Florida helped a lot. Yeah. Well, I don't, I would say I've only been on two cruises to date. Both were good. Definitely like the smaller ships better. Yeah. Definitely like the smaller no kids ships best. Oh yeah. Um, but so this will be an interesting one because, you know, I'm not going, the, the big one I went on was with the kids, which was a whole different affair. I could not get them into kids club, which was a nightmare because they were like seven and nine at the, eight, <sighs> you know, at that. And I'm like, oh my God, like I just want to go drink by the pool. Like, sh- like shut up and go play. Um, but they didn't. And so this one will be fun because now there's no one stopping me. If we ever did a cruise just for the podcast, it would have to be on Virgin Cruises. Because oh, those yes. are adults only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say yes to that dress. Do you know I once wrote marketing copy for Virgin Cruises while I was on a train from London to Manchester? On my phone. No, but that doesn't surprise me <laughs> at all. <laughs> when the VP of Virgin Holidays messages you and says, hey, can you write a... 100 words really quick for this catalog for our upcoming cruise line i'm getting on a train at 6 a.m but yes yes i will (laughs) you don't say no to that situation Mm -mm. no and then i got flung aside for new airplanes anyway so what are you gonna do bastards that's okay we still like virgin it's okay yeah Yeah. i'm pro virgin still worth it (laughs) it's still worth it it's still worth it well and you know (laughs) We, we're going to have some stuff to talk about because, we, you know, speaking of planning an adulting trip, we were kind of in talks with someone about potentially doing a Adulting with Horses podcast trip next year. Yes. And uh, I do believe it may be the best thing ever, this trip. <laughs> I know. The only downside, the way it would, I think would work out best would be that you and I would like be two ships passing in the night because... Mm-hmm. We'd probably be two, you know, two different categories. Like I like the concept. I do too. I understand the reasoning. I think it's a good idea. And um, we'll just have to find a day in the middle where we can really. That's what I was thinking. Like an overlap day where we yeah. go gallivant around, you know, a certain city nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, a city I'm very fond of. Which I've never been to and I've oh. always wanted to because it's one of the most haunted cities like mm-hmm. in the world. I have literally been been approached by ghosts in this city i believe it singular ghost yeah does that ghost look like he's wearing a kilt uh there was no visible ghost but there was you felt it there was like a very whiskey sort of presence if you know Mm. what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. well that um yeah that sounds like something that I would be open to um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just putting that out in the universe and maybe we, maybe we make that happen. So Send we'll have to, vibes. yes, we'll have to talk about that. And actually, you know, we'll have to see if our listeners have any interest in doing a trip with us because that could be the thing that holds us dead in the water. But why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't like, we're they? We're so fun. We're amazing. I know. It just, we'd have to be amazing separately we because can- I would be taking out a group of more like beginner or timid riders, people who wanted to like do the sightsee hack trail thing. And you'd be going on the let's try to 
to race back to the the manor so we can get a gin and tonic tonight. Vibes. Yeah, I, I want to, you know, bring a real authentic um, hunting sort of vibe without necessarily joining a hunt. <laughs> joining a hunt, yeah. Yeah, so... But to really get, like, go back in time and... Get that feel. Get that feel, yeah. Like, um... My feel's more like a, we're the we're the women and children on the pack horses. <laughs> <laughs> but we get to actually see the countryside and have a chat. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have plenty of chat time on my ride as well. <laughs> well, it's funny. So when we went to Iceland, that was kind of the vibe because the footing is very rocky and it's very uneven and you know we rode by rivers and we and through rivers and we rode up a volcano and then down the mountain in the pouring rain oh. and that would have been your nightmare it was literally the most exhilarating ride i ever did even though we never broke a walk until we got to the flat uh-huh. you know um that was a little bit of a <laughs> you're gonna trust your horse type Ooh. thing um <laughs> and I got off and I was, and we rode two hours and I was like, that was the best day ever because mm. we still got to do the faster paced tilts, um, like where our, my horse was almost trying to, had a gallop at the end, you know, like it was, everything about it was awesome, but it wasn't like we had beginners on the ride. So it was all very beginner friendly, which was really nice because I never felt scared the whole time, mm-hmm. but like everybody was trying to push us, push us, push us, which is like, what's fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't really, um, I don't know, I can't really explain it. Like, that does sound, like, going on a mountainside sounds very frightening to me. Like, close my eyes, frightening. <laughs> you don't want to close your eyes on a mountain, Natalie. But if you presented <laughs> me with a large rolling field with a few stone walls in it, I'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm, yep, this feels right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, too, because where we were, the fields were actually probably more dangerous than the mountain because of how wet it is. And you mm-hmm. can just sop up into like, you know, six inches of, of mud. Oh. So you kind of sink. So it, when we were coming down the hill, it was actually better for the horses to stay on the rocky path because the rocks absorb the liquid. They're all mm-hmm. lava rocks. So they all absorb. So they're not slippery. But oh. if you went to the grass to try to like think you know better than the pony the horse then you'd like start to slip and slide and things like that so it was actually better to be on the rock so i i was like you know what i'm gonna listen to my horse my horse knows better right and it's gonna be totally fine but it was a little scary even though we had to go a slower pace but it was amazing i have gopro video oh very cool Uh so how many days did you actually ride we were supposed to ride four days um, and do like two hours a day, but, uh, the day we were supposed to, this is the shame. We were, the one ride I was really looking forward to was to go to the black sand beach, Reynas Fiara. Mm-hmm. I think I did it right. Um, where they filmed game of Thrones and we were supposed to ride and that, and I was excited cause we were going to open it up a little bit, not ride in a line and kind of like, I was excited, nervous. The problem was a huge, big tropical storm came through like two days before with 90 mile an hour winds so the waves were dangerously high and very turbulent and a lot of people die on these beaches because of the sneaker waves so they had to shut it down they wouldn't let us ride for safety reasons so we didn't get to do that but we did get to hang out with the horses and go on the beach just not 
with them. So, what are yeah. the chances of a tropical storm? I mean, <laughs> nice. Well, pretty high. They're, they're so used to wind there; it was kind of ridiculous. But mm. yeah, it was not. I learned a lot more about their weather systems, which you would appreciate. They have yeah, yellow, would. orange, and red. Mm-hmm. And yellow is you can drive, but you want to get to safety soon. And orange is like you have to have a lower car. Like you can't drive a bus. Um, you can't have a trailer, that kind of thing. And red is stay in your home. And so when we were on the beach, it was a red. Wow. Yeah. And That's so. That's amazing. Yeah, so they have, yeah, so, and it's based on the wind direction, and it's based on, um, you know, but the homes, like, our power never went out, the homes are so ready and used to the wind, because it's out in the open ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, Fun fact, there is no continent south of Iceland, except for Antarctica. Oh, it sits right in the middle. It's the closest continent to Iceland, so it's out there. But you can take a ferry to to Sweden and Denmark. Wow! To the east, I had, I did that? not know that. that I don't know, far. but I kind of want to do it now. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously not ninety mile an hour winds, but I was like, "You're that close." <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So now I figure I have to go back and try to ride the black sand beaches again yeah. because I didn't get to do that, and that was a bucket list item for me. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to go back, but yeah, it's easy to get to. Oh, it, first of all, it's an easy, 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 easy trip. Everybody knows English. It's a five-hour flight from New York, not even. Mm-hmm. And um, the food is amazing. And I fully intend to go back every August. So I'm just putting it out there for anybody wow. who wants to go with me. Yeah. Shoot. I guess I'll have to go with you one year. You might have to. And you can opt out if you don't want to go up to the volcano. Mm, you don't have we'll to. See. But you it's know. not a scary... It's not like heavy drops. Yeah. And it's not, it wasn't scary like that. It was only scary because it was, no. (laughs) It's not like going to. (laughs) It was not like you have to have a dragon fly you out of there in case of emergency. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to the Eyrie here or anything like that. No. I'm afraid of heights. Okay. I would not be doing that Mm. ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll have to, I, my list is so long. It's crazy. Like. I was trying to come up with a schedule, honestly, for the next year, because between events and um, like, like events like, you know, expos and things like that, like equine Mm -hmm. affairs, and then um, little vacation things that I want to do and schooling things with Ben that I want to do (laughs) and just regular old book signings and things like that. Suddenly every weekend's busy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had something every weekend this month. That's insane. I have a book That's how my November and December are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, how far in advance should I plan my life? Should I plan two years in advance? (laughs) (laughs) And then be prepared for things to change. Oh, yeah. I know. I I already know that the the dog shows I'm going to be at next year. So I have to get those on the calendar because I want to plan things around them. But... Uh, and the, those I know are always the same weekends. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I always go to Horse World Expo and Equine Affair in the fall. I'm like, okay, those are going to go on the calendar. And then and then suddenly before you know it, you're like, oh my God, it's 2025. Right. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you're doing cool things. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about that. Like when you, um, like before, you know, trying to schedule vacations around work. 
And now I'm traveling way more for my own business. It's so bizarre. Like I just never expected any of that. Well, it's I'm going to try some different writing, like a different kind of publishing schedule next year and see if that makes it a little easier. Like it's something I'm toying around with right now, but it has to be fully, like it has to be fully planned. This is a spreadsheet situation. So I have to see if I can make that make sense. <laughs> yeah. I, to pieces. I, I think that's probably why I'm not as prolific as you because I don't do the planning like you do where I'm setting aside like a week here, you know, or every time every morning and things like that. Cause I'm more of like a pantster. I just, I sit down and I start writing and I might write 10,000 words and then I might not touch it for two months. Yeah. If I write 10,000 words in one day, I'm not write, writing the next day because I'm tapped out. I don't yeah. have anything left. So uh, my limit is kind of like four, 4,000 or so. I, if I reach that, I, that's I usually means I can I can do it again the next day, but yeah. I have to be in a really good place mentally. And like right now, I'm revising the like latter sort of third of the Hollywood Horse because I'd like to have that ready for Equine Affair, and uh, I'm writing 800 to 1200 words in a day, and I'm going, oh, mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. <laughs> the, it's well, just, revisions are so different too than yeah, and I feel like I've been revising an awful lot all year, and yeah, I'm just kind of like oh. I'm not feeling it right now. I need to take a break, uh, <laughs> but I got to get this book done. So, yeah, you know. yeah, no, I got it. I think um, I had set on Scrivener, which is what I use to do like the initial writing and plotting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I had put a project goal of every time I open Scrivener, 2000 words is like my, my minimum, right. right? Like if I had 2000 words then my goals completed, which is for me is like a chapter. Right. Or, you know, uh, or a little bit over maybe Um, because I try to keep my chapter small. And I, I, but the problem is I don't have like a thing in my, my calendar saying like, get up and open Scrivener, you know? And (laughs) so what I find is unless I'm really feeling creative, I kind of go on and forget about it for a while. And then I catch up and then I have that, you know, so I'm trying to figure that part of things out. And that's why kind of one of those things is I've been a little radio silent because I've just been staying off social. I've been staying kind of, you know, not seeing as many clients and I've just been trying to get this done. Yeah. But it's hard. I understand completely. I, you know, my, I my schedule got so upended, like from the hurricane onward, um, my schedule is just all over the place and and mentally scattered. And uh, if, I meant to finish this book at, by September 1st, but because the hurricane came that week leading up to September 1st, and I, I couldn't write because I was do prep, and we evacuated, and we had a ton of cleanup, and so I was a week behind, but that mentally, I was three weeks behind, and so now I'm just hoping to finish it by the end of this week, so it's an entire month later than I wanted it done. Just, just a bummer because I really wanted to write Outside Rain after it and then be done for the year. And now I haven't even started outside rain, which I've promised, I think, in February. So that's the most behind book of all time. <laughs> well, so oh, please, I started Backdoor Horse last year. Okay, I know I've been taking pre-orders <laughs> on this book for like a year and a half. <laughs> I started it last year and then I took on the project with Sid and yeah. that one, you know, was contracted with a, a deadline. And I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't do that. So I ended up taking Sid's book was priority and then backdoor horse took a back seat literally but 
how long would you say it takes you to write a book from start to finish? Like just say, let's say first draft and then by the time you're ready to publish. Um, two months, two and a half months. Yeah, I think that's awesome. But that's like in summer, right? Mm -hmm. Like May through August, I am hammering at the computer. And as it gets hotter outside, so much the better because I am right, writing then you're not all day long. Yeah. Guess what? The weather's quite nice here now. <laughs> you know, so I've been, uh, I've been, I've been getting up around maybe eight, eight thirty, doing thousand, two thousand words, and then by ten o'clock, I'm going outside and riding. And so I'm outside for two hours, and then I come in. And I'm like, mess around a little bit, have some lunch. And then, you know, am I going to write? Am I going to do some marketing stuff? What am I going to do? You know, and it just sort of, so it, it, the, the window of time, I go from writing six hours a day to writing two hours a day mm -hmm. this time of year. And, uh, I think that's good because I think I'm really burned out from the summer from just like nonstop six days a week. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Just because you can doesn't mean it's good for you either. Yeah. Then, yeah. You know. It's just a schedule that works in the summer because there's nothing else to do at a certain point, you know, unless you have a pool. <laughs> or a boat there's nothing else to do in like july and august but just wait it out well and that's how i am with like january february i always mm -hmm. consider those times to be like my best writing times because the clients are all hibernating it's after christmas everyone's broke right and they're just kind of like the horses are just kind of sitting and taking a break before show season and then it's cold as fuck outside and so nobody wants to go outside much less me and so I find that I get the most writing done that time of year. Yeah. Which and is I, good. that's when I'm like, I'm like, there's six hours of daylight. I got to right. get outside. I got shit to do. I got to work, work, We are work. literally opposite people. I got to clear woods. Like the, the spiders are finally gone. I can get some work done in the woods. I want to clear a perimeter path around the whole property so that I can trot and canter around the whole property. So I want to do that this winter. I'm halfway there, but the hardest part I have to do this winter. And uh, so I'm looking forward to doing that. So I want to compete this winter a little tiny bit. I'm going to a dressage lesson this Ooh. week. Like an actual lesson. Like with a real live person uh -huh. trainer? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. It's Amazing. insane. I'm excited. Oh, I'm uh, excited for you. <laughs> So, uh, so I'm getting, I'm getting ready to like, you're gearing have a up crazy outdoor winter so that I can sit inside again next summer and write four books in a row. <laughs> hey, whatever works for you, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, as long as it works for you, you don't have a mental breakdown. I, I think that that's important. That yeah, balance. <laughs> the not having a mental breakdown part is super important. I think so. Yeah. 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 So then the riding is good. You. Sometimes I feel like I'm riding really hard. So I've just been like throwing, trying to throw in a few hack days. Cause I've been working really hard since the like nineties went away. And so I can ride for a full hour. I've been riding six days a week, an hour at a time. Wow. Like my, my legs hurt right now. I, that's why I got off of Ben and showered and came and sat down at the computer. Like <laughs> my, my hair is wet as I literally just jumped out of the shower, nodded my hair up. So well, I'm like, glad. Did you put on a bra for us? Or I no? am wearing a bra. Mm -hmm. Yay. Same strap. Oh, there you yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> I'm really Just only checking. wearing a bra because it's like heavy boob week. But Patreon um, wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
flesh colored. Ooh. <laughs> That's all right. I have uh, a very attractive big white sports bra on underneath this. I Not did. because I'm exercising, but because uh, that's the only thing that doesn't hurt to wear. <laughs> I know. I love my big giant sports bras, honestly. They're the best. Um, well, and I will say, so, um, so here's a funny thing. So I paid my assistant trainer, um, she's really my trainer's daughter, but like I've watched this girl grow up. She and her mom are the only people I, I, I really trust to know how to ride Ferris well with all of his little buttons and neurological tics and like all that. Right. So I gave her like a hundred dollars and was like, can you ride him while I'm gone? Because we made some progress over the summer now that he was sweating. And my goal for him was always to like jump a couple sticks, you know, this fall. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> fuck my life. I come back <laughs> And first of all, they were so great. They sent me photos and videos. They were like giving me all these updates. Like I love my people, right? They're wonderful. And, and you know, but like when a 16 year old is a better writer than you'll ever be, <laughs> it can, it can really like hit like it, the confidence, right? So I come back and I get on my pony and I, I saw videos and I was like, holy shit. Like this. So in four rides, she wrote them twice a week while I was gone in four rides, training rides. Not only did she get him stronger on his hind end where he's not like so uphill and like clenched and he can actually stretch at the canter, but his canter to the left and to the right is now the same as opposed to one side being really awkward and unbalanced. He's straighter to ride. Um, and she was jumping him. <laughs> and I was like, what the actual fuck? Like it has taken me six months to get him to this point, And in four rides, he is like, you just put all the bells and whistles on. Like... He was no. better than he was before he got diagnosed. You what? loosened the lid. And I'm calling it, I put in the foundation. You loosened the lid and then she walked up and said, I can open that jar. It's the pickle gambit. She, <laughs> she, she was so excited to see my reaction after I wrote him. So now I'll tell you, I really underestimated how, how like my muscles work because when I was in Iceland, you know, we did a lot of hiking, a lot of walking and I was riding two hours a day, right? Mm -hmm. I did well with that for the most part, except for the first day that saddle was terrible, but <laughs> I did it. Everything was great. I come home and I'm riding in the arena. I am panting. Like my cardio was completely gone because I was riding these mountain horses who ha need no leg, mm -hmm. right? And we're doing all these trails, this beautiful things or whatever. And I'm just riding the, you know, on, but like r riding a pokey horse in an arena trying to get him to stay on a circle. I was so tired. <laughs> I was sore the next day. It was embarrassing. I was only gone two weeks. Okay. That's what, that's literally a problem. But so she was waiting for me because I was, I was almost crying. Like he was so, he felt amazing. And she was like, how was he? How was he? And I, I gave her a big hug and I was like, you, I feel like you've given me my pony back. Like, like for the first time I got on him and I didn't have to do a 20 minute warm up, like just to get him straight. Like, uh -huh. It was fun to ride my pony <laughs> again. And the last lesson I did, we set up three raised poles, just like six inches off the ground. Mm -hmm. And we just trotted circles and trying to get him to use his core and like all that. And he did it so good. He didn't rush all that. And then at one in the middle, <laughs> he got so excited. He hopped it. He like did a little jump and then like cantered out and she's like, just go with it. I was like, oh my God, just go with it. Like, this is literally my dream. Like I've been <laughs> dreaming of him cantering these things for years and like I finally have it back. So like 
now I have to get back into like arena fit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm trail fit, but I'm not arena fit right now. So <laughs> I got to keep up I, with the pony. I know. I feel like, so I just started riding in, I had been riding in, in an all-purpose saddle and I got a, got hold of um, a dressage saddle that fits Ben really well. Like it's for a big, fat, wide quarter horse, right? And I put it on and I'm like, oh, this is a good fit. I like the saddle. And so now I'm adjusting between a jumping saddle, which also fits him really well. I'm still using the saddle pad that you recommended for him. I'm, oh, I forced I forced Heather to do like an emergency text message saddle <laughs> fitting. I had like a panic attack. Um, and uh, so I have like, so now I'm riding in two completely different saddles. Each one has its own saddle pad that I'm using. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but does it work? Yeah, I'm really happy. I was, I'm like reading tea leaves after every ride, looking to, looking at his back to see if everything sat completely evenly. And I'm really happy with the balance that I have right now. Awesome. <laughs> Just keep an eye on it because you'll have to change it periodically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And by the end, you'll be down. You can do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so I've been switching between saddles, which has been a new challenge, like for my body to learn. And then I lengthened my stirrup a hole today in the dressage saddle, uh, and and rode that way. And I was like, Ooh, this feels hard and right to be one hole longer so yeah suddenly um, you can feel like your whole seat bone and in, in you know kind of your balance change and your my leg. right leg kept creeping up at the canter mm-hmm. and so yesterday I did um I did a lesson that had a lot of um like stretching cues and rider cues and it was kind of like you know just let the horse do whatever and you you know lift your leg here and stretch your leg there and stuff like that and by the end of the ride, I felt loose as a goose. And I also thought, you know what? I do think that the reason why my leg is creeping up is because I can't get it low enough. And, um, and so, yeah, so I lengthened, I lengthened the stirrups and I really liked what I got today. I really liked what I got today. It made a big difference actually, but it's hard. I'm sitting here, I'm sitting cross-legged in this great big chair and my right hip bloody hurts. Like, Mm hurts but you know because what? you had to stretch it mm-hmm. yeah and i i have done um some yoga exercises where there's like um you know you lie on your back and you sort of catch your right heel with your right hand and sort of pull it you know back towards your face a little bit and i can do it on my left side i can practically like put my he- leg behind my head compared to what I can do on my right side, which is almost nothing. So the, the, the lack of balance there is extraordinary. <laughs> just... But at least you're aware of it now and you can work on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause that's the thing. Like I, I was doing yoga while I was away. Obviously it was a yoga retreat. <laughs> um, saved my life. Like, cause the first day I got off the horse in the saddle and my hip my knee and my ankle were locked. Mm. I literally got off and I almost fell down because like I couldn't move them. Like they were not, you know, they were like Barbie. Like everything was attached. Like it wasn't <laughs> jointed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm fucked. Like for the rest of the week, like this is going to suck. And I wasn't hurting in the saddle. I didn't even notice it. But uh-huh. apparently my body was making That's what you get in those comfy horses. <laughs> I know. I was you know, making a horse changes. that makes you work. <laughs> and, uh... 
yeah and so I got off and I was like oh, oh try to like just try to push through walk it off a little bit because like I got a job to do you know right. and um and then I did yoga I woke up with my sacrum I could feel my sacrum was out and I woke up in the middle of the night I was like this is gonna suck and in the morning we did morning yoga and stretched and did all th- and I'll tell you right now my sacrum I felt it pop right back into place <laughs> like it actually self-adjusted I was like oh thank god <laughs> so I'm trying to incorporate a lot more stretching because I think my biggest issue is the flexibility I think that's most of our biggest issue. Yeah, especially as we get older, right? Mm-hmm. Everything gets tighter. Yep. Yeah, and I always, you know, I was doing more yoga again before the hurricane. I was doing yoga almost every day, and I'm I'm doing it once or twice a week right now, and just sort of finding my way back into it. And oh, it feels so much better. And you right, you can find all the problem spots and think about them because you just hold that position for a while and go. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the body so, awareness is crazy. It's so enlightening. Yeah. Okay, I see. I wish they, I kind of wish my instructors had forced me to do that when I was a teenager. You know, mm-hmm. they've been like, we're all going to lie on our backs and, uh, and grab our ankles and hold it for a minute and see what you feel. Well, it's funny because when I was, no, when I was a teenager and I was riding regularly, I was also captain of the dance team and I was, I was a dancer. Like I, I was, of the dance I was, team. you know, I'm like fancy as fuck. So <laughs> like I used, I just like to remind people that I used to be athletic. <laughs> um, so I was super limber. I was super flexible. I had a lot of body awareness and that was the best I ever rode. Right. And that was the most confidence I ever had until I stopped. And I think a large part of like coming back to writing as an adult was like, oh my God, my body is not the same as it was then, mm-hmm. you know, especially after having kids. And so I think at, like when I do yoga, when I stretch, which sometimes my trainer, you know, she'll catch me stretching on the mounting block before I go in and like get on the horse and everything. Like um, it makes a huge difference. Can I tell you right now? Um, so for years, I would say the last three years, I've been doing the princess slide getting off my horse because I've been like scooping my right leg over to the front of the saddle and just sliding off front ways because my hip, my right hip wouldn't go up and back Mm -hmm. to dismount like a normal human being. (laughs) While I was in Iceland and doing yoga and riding two hours a day, guess who actually dismounted the horse in a right way? What? That's incredible. You deserve a ribbon. You deserve a prize. I I feel like I need a prize and a ribbon and a trophy and all those things. And I'm going to like pat myself on the back and I'm going to literally try to keep this. That's incredible. (laughs) Um, That's the goal. Yeah. (laughs) You just have to do yoga every day and ride for two hours every day. That's not a problem. You got this. That's totally fine. That's so doable. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have two horses, so. I do. I do. Well, and Ferris, you know, he's, um, he's having fun now that he's getting to jump a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's actually more responsive and he's not minding being in the arena so much. So, you know, he gets bored and what he wants to do is jump. And so now that he's not galloping into them, (laughs) it's a little bit more easy for me to take because I've got, I feel like, you know, by the end of the year, I'll have my little hunter back. Yeah. Um, We're actually... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if we're evil or not. Um, we're having an IEA show at my barn in November. And he's doing so well that we're going to put him up as one of the horses to ride in the IEA. Um, wow. Yes. But only on the flat mm-hmm. because he does have a tendency. If you grab his mouth, he will buck you off. If you come in crooked, he will get his leads and then dump you on purpose. Like he's a little dirty like that um never done it to me because you know obviously i know how to ride my pony but 
um, we don't want that to happen to a small child. So he's only going to get the advanced riders <laughs> on the flat, but I think it'll be really good for him. My God, somebody is going to get the shock of a life. Well, <laughs> my girls are like, oh, mom, you know, we might pull him in the IA show. Can we ride? Him? I was like, you're not going to pull him. You're not an advanced rider, <laughs> but sure, you can ride the pony. And so he's, you know, he's been cute. He's feeling cute. Like, that's all I got to say about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, I love our little pony. There could be a horse show in your future. Fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That was rude. Um, No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I will be a horse show mom, okay? But, oh, oh, but I will say, maybe not a horse show, but you know what I might do? And I'm going to, I'm going to leave this on my end here. Um, I went to the Polo Classic a couple, like a week or two ago. And I was talking to my friend, Allison, who has two horses. She's got a thoroughbred and then she's got an old draft cross who was like a been there, done that kind of guy. He gets a little chasey sometimes, but like he's super steady and she doesn't have time for them both. And he needs mostly a walk trot like rider because he has navicular changes. So she comes to me and she goes, Heather, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but are you interested in riding him in like third or second field at the upcoming Monmouth County hunts. And I said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Now yeah, I want to I mean, come he, do that with you too. I know. Right. That's so and he's, cool. he's so cool. And he's, he's huge. He's like, you know, like 17, two, 17, three, you know, he's quite a large drafty guy, mm-hmm. but I know this horse I've took, you know, and I've also worked on him for years and stuff. And, um, I don't mind a horse that wants to follow, but he's got to do like a lower field because of his health issues. I was like, we might've found the perfect match where I can actually get out and do these things, <laughs> but not die. Yay. So, so this is, Winning. you're going to do mostly walking and trotting. Yeah. 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 And he can't really jump with the navicular changes. So we'll mm-hmm. just do the flat, you know, right. we'll do like, what is it? Hilltopper or whatever. Yeah. That's super exciting. So we'll see. So they'll let me cap like up to three times and they go out every Wednesday and Sunday. So, you know, I, I just need to kind of coordinate a time frame for that. Mm-hmm. But um, another thing to fit into the schedule. Yeah. But you know what needs to happen? Now I have to find clothes to <laughs> wear because <laughs> I don't have them. So oh, see ya. Yeah, now you're going to be in the formal attire. Oh, this is great. Which I'm going to hate. I'm going to hate the formal attire, but if still, you could get I do a like tweed jacket, you would look amazing in a tweed jacket. I actually have a tweed blazer. Yeah, you just need a tweed hacking jacket. You look so freaking cute. I would look cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Such a good color for you. Mm, now you've got me thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to just Ralph Lauren it out there. <laughs> oh, my God. I would look so bougie. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I shouldn't dye my hair like fire engine red before I go out? I like, wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> Not the vibe. I would go pure tradition and uh, Jackie O and just <laughs> embrace it. That's yeah. you though. You know, but I, I like think to you have would look amazing. <laughs> I'm making this recommendation for you. So we'll see. I mean, she mentioned it. I said yes, but like haven't heard from her about it yet. So I mm-hmm. mean, um, we'll see. But you know, I've been trying to step outside of my comfort zone and uh, do new things. So that's like if we're gonna have a win of the week, that's probably mine. Is I said yes to something that scares me. Yeah. <laughs> 
So how about you? Do you have, I mean, you have a lot of wins right now, but what would be your like win of the week? I'm going to give you a win of today. Okay. Because right I like before it. I came in here, I did, I, you know, because I've been. You showered. I showered. <laughs> the soap was amazing. <laughs> I, um, I did an exercise that Lauren Spreiser, the dressage writer, um, uh, has on, um, she has on the Ride IQ app, and I think I've seen it on her Instagram before. So. It's called The Snowman, and it is a 20-meter circle of canter, and off of that 20-meter circle of canter, you come down to a 10-meter circle of trot in the opposite direction. It's a little figure eight, or as she calls it, a decapitated snowman, because it's only two pieces. <laughs> Okay. And so I decided to try this today because we're working on Cantor. We didn't really Cantor much over the summer. He He's always found Cantor challenging to build up to, but he has a mm-hmm. very nice one once he's built it. And and we've both been struggling with this. We tried this. Wow, was it amazing. Wow. Game-changing, incredible exercise. The decapitated snowman. I love it. Lauren's the name of rising. it alone. Look it up. But it was literally like, get yourself on a good 20-meter circle at trot, collect a little and get a good canter, and then when you where you can break, I can only break down to a 10-meter circle in one spot because of, you know, my farm is like mostly trees. So I had a spot, I bring him down to a trot, bring him onto a 10-meter circle, and the 10-meter circle is like your half halt, and you just stay on that 10-meter circle till you've got a nice bouncy trot that you can canter out of. And you take them straight back out and canter them again. And the way he was just snapping up into a beautiful bouncy canter was so thrilling. I was like, this exercise is the most important thing that has ever happened. <laughs> okay, I'm making a mental note. I'm going to try that with Ferris when it's I ride him this week. Awesome. It's awesome. Yes. So Decapitated snowman. It's yeah. very, like, fall friendly. It really is. <laughs> It's a little, it's got a little ghoulishness to it. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds awesome though. Is there really any better feeling than when they get it and you get it? No. And when that, when they're getting it is a great canter departure. Oh. That's about as good as life gets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I would say that is not our problem because F- Ferris loves the canter. He loves it more than he loves any other gate. Huh. But he's not balanced at keeping it mm-hmm. and keeping it, you know what I mean? So, like, he'll drop a shoulder, he'll he'll put his head up and, and kind of counterbalance. So, like, like now the fact that he's, he's cantering, because we do a lot of interval training and stuff. So, now yeah. that he's cantering and he's, like, holding it for longer periods and I'm not having to push every couple strides and, and everything, like, it's it's been lovely. So, I'm going to try that because I have a feeling that'll help us immensely. It really, it really will because, um, you know, they figured out after a couple of times where they're going, where you're going to set them down onto the smaller circle. And so they start preparing their body for it. And then they're balancing themselves. So really the theme of today is body awareness, like for horses and for us. (laughs) Yes. Do yoga and 20 meter circles to 10 meter circles. Do that. (laughs) That's awesome. Hold on to your ankle, hold it above your head and think about how that makes you feel. But not in the saddle. Just don't do that in the saddle. In the saddle. Grab hold of your knee one at a time and pull your knee up towards mm. your chest and mm-hmm. think about how that makes you feel while your seat bones sink into the saddle and just think about that. 
I think that's good. And then while we're at it, I'm just going to put in a little plug for body conditioning for the horse and rider because at the end of the book, we have an equestrian physical therapist that has given all a whole bunch of stretches you can do in and out of the saddle. And there's pictures and how to step by step. So and this is your book. This is my book that I co-authored. Your yeah. award winning book, as I recall. It might actually be. Yeah. yeah. So I did. I obviously didn't do that section because, you know, <laughs> but I, you will see cover. me. Well, you'll <laughs> see me. So I was I was in the photos. I was in the photos doing these exercises. And then when I couldn't do one, we let someone else do them because <laughs> they were more fit than me. So if it doesn't look like it's possible, then it's probably not me. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. 